0: What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, college football and NFL draft podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Joined as now on a Friday, Mellow, right shotgun, Connor in New York, where I will be very shortly. And boys, before you introduce yourselves to the show, I want to wish you a happy two year anniversary for Stick to Football. That's right. Today, April 19th, one short of 420. We messed that up. Happy anniversary! Stick to football. Do I get to celebrate yet, or do I have to wait and come back on the summer? And- I think you're okay. I think you can celebrate. Okay. You were there you were in the, the kitchen. <laughs> That's when right. we
1: did the Mitch Trubisky interview. <laughs> <laughs> I had
0: the picture to prove it. I was there. That's right. Connor looked so <laughs> oh, happy in man. his Royals T-shirt.
1: What a time that was. We didn't even know like how to do anything.
0: We still at don't all. Yeah,
1: back then I really re- and now I will. I really will. Well, maybe not because I have about a free 30 seconds per day at this point but at some point i will listen back to that show and cringe at the awfulness of it mitch yeah. was great i think we just terrible.
0: sound really hollow because we were dumb and didn't know if we sat with our backs to an open kitchen it wouldn't sound very good on a podcast i don't so. even think
1: we had equipment then
0: we didn't like no, real no. equipment i believe did you guys share one mic we did mm-hmm. yes we did. <laughs> that didn't that's work. a fact yeah so yeah. um so welcome I'll to Zoom. stick to football Um uh, it's a lot more professional now we have uh, some exciting news to announce. We're going to have a fun show. Connor interviewed Karan Higdon, one of my favorite players in the draft, Michigan's running back. We're going to do draft on draft. We're going to buy or sell on some rumors, give you our top games to watch in the NFL 2000 season. But uh, up first, in just a few days, guys, Tuesday night, Connor and I are hosting an event at Stick to Football uh, at Bleach Report. No, we just took over the damn building at Might Bleacher well. Report headquarters in New York City, right there in Midtown at 50th and Broadway. We have a special surprise New York giant guest who will be joining us. I'm very excited to meet this gentleman. Uh, we're going to be, he's going to be signing autographs. Connor and I are going to be standing there like goons smiling. we got an open bar, hard cider food. It's going to be might a great arm time. Wrestle him. I, I might. will. Yes, you should. <laughs> you should. I will fun. hug him. I don't know. I'm not going to challenge this man to anything. So look at our Twitter if you want to sign up. It's free, but it is limited space. So get in there, get signed up, and I'm going to keep reminding you guys about it until uh, the draft gets here. Thursday night on Bleacher Report, YouTube, Twitter, and in the app, myself, Connor, and Adam left will be breaking down, grading, analyzing every pick of the draft live. We are live streaming the draft. No commercials, no dumb interviews with the commissioner or the stuff you don't care about. We are just going to break down the picks. The players tell you if they're going to be good for your team or not. And then on day three, Mello will join us to do the same thing. Following the draft, get in the BR app. We'll have grades for every team's complete draft. So a lot coming at you. Um, Wednesday morning, my full 400-player big board comes out. Thursday morning, my seven-round mock draft comes out. What are you guys doing? I feel like I'm, I'm doing all the work here. What are you doing, Mello? Oh, what? I, yeah. I don't know. I zoned out there for a second. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I wasn't on the podcast anymore. Uh, I, I I will be somewhere in the office on Thursday. I'm going to be doing a lot of social media stuff. That's uh that's my plan is to be very active on Twitter in the comment sections whenever you guys are on screen, uh, trying to get the stickies involved that way. That's my plan for Thursday and Friday night. I like it.
1: Yeah, and they're demanding uh, some sort of drinking game, which I think we're going to outline.
0: Pretty soon. For I, the I that, threw look, yeah. out some suggestions here. And you they guys, were good. Uh, tweet at us. at stick to football. This could be your iTunes review for the week. If you want. I threw out some ideas that you have to take a drink every time I humble brag. Every time Mello says, uh, what was good it? Luck. What did I say? Yours was, I don't know. Do some things when Mello says, do some things. And when Connor touches his hair. So can
2: I play There's along with right there? Everyone Everyone you can, else. yeah. I mean, there's
0: nothing you're not stopping You're not technically me, right? on. I mean, you're on the clock, but you're not on the clock. You could just grab a, a 30 and Natty. You're not yeah. going to cost you $100 in New York City, though. I'm gonna case No, I'm going to check it at the yeah. airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to fly it up. You probably should because it would be cheaper to do that than it would be yeah, to buy it in Midtown. Can you even buy a 30 rack in New
1: York City? I don't think so.
0: I think a we natty, tried I, to.
1: I don't know where you would get it.
0: I really don't. Postmates. Just get it delivered. That's what you have to do. Or yeah. ship it from Jersey. All right, let's get into the show, boys. It, uh, it, this is a special one for us. Uh, two years. It's hard to believe, but uh, I'm having more fun than ever. I, want, I was actually telling someone the other day, I was like, this is the most fun thing I do is the podcast, so... um yeah, we're we're excited that you guys let us do this three yeah, you times can do a week. It now.
1: Pantsless, that's why.
0: I have shorts on tonight. It feels good. It's hot <laughs> as Hades in this office tonight. Oh, by the way, did you guys notice we haven't cursed in two shows? Oh, so, so I was gonna point that out on Sunday. I was like, oh, I did not cuss yeah, on the we haven't. episode. I but I think I said ass kicker. I think that's okay. But that's like okay. You, yeah. know, you it's can it's probably say that on the radio, can't you?
1: I finally started to feel a little bad when the people leave reviews saying they listen (laughs) with their kids around. I know. Now, I will never change all the way. Like, it's just not in my DNA. I'm always going to accidentally curse. But I do feel bad when we get and we get a lot of them, a lot of reviews that are not happy about it. Yeah, Uh, I know. But we'll never fully change. But I do That's try my to. Fault. Limit We're gonna
0: it. cut it back. We're gonna cut it back a little. The bit. The
1: live stream. Honestly, I've been practicing too because we can't as much on the live stream.
0: Well, so, and Mello and I do two hours of radio a week now, and we definitely can't there. there. Not in Joplin, yeah, Missouri. Sorry. Jeez, they'd be they'd be Stick pitch to Football, G rated. <laughs> yeah, ah, probably never. But uh, let's get into buy or sell on the buzz, Mello. I believe you are selling us the buzz this week. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody wants to know your guys' opinion on this. So, just some of the things that we're hearing uh, around the league, especially with the draft here. So, let's get it kicked off. Buy or sell, Matt Connor. Daniel Jones is QB number two. I want like a buzzer to hit and like try to beat Connor to it. I'm going to sell hard on this. I know that that's the hype. I am. i old enough to remember the Nathan Peterman hype, boys. So I'm not buying this one. I'm going to sell it. I think that Dwayne Haskins will be QB two.
1: Uh, Yeah, me too. I mean, I would be really surprised if Daniel Jones was QB2. I'm with Matt. I think it's Dwayne Haskins. Even if it's not, I think it would be Drew Locke. I I think Daniel Jones is QB4, and now I do think he will go in the first round. But man, someone would have to do something really crazy for him to be the second quarterback off the board. I'm selling it. I I think
0: that the New York Giants might have something to say about (laughs) that. But this isn't my this isn't my time to buy or sell right now. Uh, I do want to talk about this next guy because I I did some of his notes today, some more scouting on Titus Howard. Uh, there's a lot of buzz going around that he might be a round one guy. What is your guys' take on this one? So I'm going to sell on this one as well, but I will say that he, I'm glad that you are watching him because he has some special traits where you watch him sometimes and you're like, there's some Trent Williams to this dude's game and he's very, very raw. So I could, it wouldn't shock me if someone late in round one was like, okay, we're going to, we want five years with this guy. We're going to mm-hmm. take a chance on him. I do think he'll be a top 40 pick, though.
1: I was going to say, when I look at Titus Howard, I think he's just one of those fringe guys. I don't think he makes it into round one. I think he'll be a top 50 pick. I know plenty of teams that have round two grades on him. So it, when it comes down to it, he's well liked and he plays a premium position. I just think round one would be a surprise. So I, I'm selling once again.
0: And I will say, I think I don't I wish I could remember very well where we were at a year ago on Colton Miller, but he went fifteenth overall. And I think Titus Howard's better. I think you had him as like tackle number three. Matt. Oh, look at me go. Uh, okay. I don't the I remember problem that because you had Williams first.
1: Is that there are some legit guys in round one just locked in. Yeah. Like Jonah. Teams really like Jawan Taylor, Cody Ford, Dillard, Andre Dillard. Dillard. Dillard's the Dillard's the one too. Like Howard is like the the dude after Dillard
0: kind of. Yeah, it, well then you have to throw in guys like Dalton Reisner is gonna be totally. in that. Caleb McGarry. I really like Howard's game. Yeah, McGarry. Uh, the thing with him is that he hasn't been playing tackle very long. I think four years. He, he came in. He was, he was, he was a
1: quarterback a t- in high yeah, school.
0: Yeah, He was a quarterback in high school. They convert him to tight end, and then they're like, you know what? Why well, you just go ahead and keep gaining weight? A very athletic tackle. I like him as more of a developmental guy, so I'm I'm kind of with you guys here. I don't think he goes round one, uh, but I do like his value. I I know Mello was texting me this last night, and and I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, but I will. Um, Eric Winston, who's now the NFLPA president, I've known him since he was in college. Um, he's a actually a, he's from Texas, went to the University of Miami. And this was back in the days when we, you would email people. And I remember being like, hey, you were a tight end. How did you end up a tackle? He said, after my freshman year at Miami, I was behind like Jeremy Shockey and all these guys. And they brought me into the coach's office. They said, Eric, you know, you, you're you a good athlete. You probably could make the NFL and be like a backup tight end, play some special teams. Or you can eat whatever you want all off season. And we're going <laughs> to move you to tackle and you're going to be a first round pick. And he was like, I'm going to play tackle. And unfortunately, he tore his ACL his last year, or I, he would have been a first-round pick. Uh, but that's always been one of my favorite stories. And he tells it better than me. We'll have to get him on yeah, and that. And that. he was my comp for Titus Howard here. I, I really think they're both very similar guys, especially with that tight end background. Uh, I would look for him as the Jaguars pick, uh, what, number 38 in yep. the second round? They've been doing a lot of work on him. I wouldn't be surprised if they took a guy like Connor, as suggested, and TJ Hawkinson, and then maybe address tackle in the second round with Titus Howard. Uh, let's move on to other wait, teams, wait, though. Wait a second. Wait, listen to Mellow, dude. Not just the funny guy. How about that? There's your earmuffs motherfucking scouting. All right. <laughs> it didn't last long. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Uh, all righty. All right. Oh, let's move great. on, though, with the Packers. Now, because there is a lot of buzz here, too. Uh, The Packers will draft a quarterback in the first round. This has to be just complete. I'm going to sell, but I want this to happen so bad. I would give... Right. How much money would you pay for a camera to be in Aaron Rodgers' oh condo when they draft Daniel Jones at 30? Because he's going to break everything. No, it's a good thing he has all that insurance because he will burn yeah. his house yeah. down. That State and Farm? then both yeah. his agents will have to show up and bail him out of this situation. Uh, so I'm going to sell. They have been doing a lot of work on it, and I think it's it's interesting that if someone did fall to 30, like what would they do? Hopefully sell, trade sell, back. sell.
1: But... I mean, good Lord, if this happens, you nailed it. Uh, It would be absolutely hilarious. Like, the offseason where it's only been turmoil for Aaron Rodgers and company, and then they draft his replacement and build the kind of situation that he walked into. Yeah, but he's Aaron
0: Rodgers. Yeah,
1: he he doesn't which means he's going to get
0: hurt next year if he's Aaron Rodgers. Now, I will say
1: this. They traded a very good player in Demarius Randall to see if Deshaun Kaiser could be developed into either the guy of the future or a trade asset. Yep. He hasn't shown either. But I'm just saying, like, it's not insane. They drafted Brett Hundley least, when he fell a few years yes, ago? Yes, Brett is a good one, too. They're curious at quarterback. So I'm selling just because curious. of all the turmoil. I'm curious at quarterback. Um, <laughs> just yeah. until graduation, know I, <laughs> I can't. I can't get behind this one, and also they need players at twelve and thirty. That's my big thing here. Like you need guys yeah. that are helping this right. year, not a quarterback. So
0: what if we? What if we changed it? Do they have a second round pick? Like, do you think they will really draft a quarterback? Like, let's say top three rounds. They have a pick at forty four. I can see. I I don't value any quarterback there. If, like, if I'm a no Packers fan, I'd be pissed. Three. But like at seventy six, if Jarrett Stidham's there, oh! Please.
1: I was gonna say Stidham
0: or Tyree Jackson would be the yeah. two guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lonnie Johnson, though, uh, corner out of Kentucky. I really like his game. Another developmental guy. He's getting first round buzz. Uh, Do you think he can surpass some of these other corners that are going to go in the first round? So I'm actually going to buy this and not just because I am now somewhat biased because the Lonnie Johnson's Juco coach, uh, now a good friend of mine, he's the head coach at Missouri Southern here in Joplin. So I'm actually going to buy this because I think Lonnie fits the profile of what teams are looking for. Byron Murphy, a player we all like. He came in small and he ran poorly. And guys who run a four-five-five five, traditionally don't get drafted in the first round. So I look at Lonnie Johnson, six foot two. If you're the Seahawks at twenty-one, the Steelers at twenty, our Kansas City Chiefs at twenty-nine, there are enough teams in the twenties, guys, that need corners that I could see him getting pushed up. I wouldn't be shocked if it goes greedy. DeAndre Baker, Lonnie Johnson, Rocky Sin, Byron Murphy. Honestly, wouldn't. I, I think that as happens this time of year at some positions, we fall in love with traits and Lonnie's got the traits and teams love him. Yeah. Teams love him. They do like him
1: a lot. Yeah.
0: I thought thought
1: (laughs) about it. I thought about it. I I, I sold here. I'm selling again. The only reason I thought about it is because of what Matt just said. I think there's going to be a significant run on corners in this first round where we could see four off the board, which makes no sense. Greedy. I get it. Byron Murphy. I get it. The names I keep hearing that are popping into round one, though, are like Rocky Sin. Jawan Williams has had that top 50 talk. You never know because he's another guy with traits. He ran poorly, but there are people that believe he ran better at the pro day, and it's true to his tape. I don't agree. I'm just saying. that. So I don't think Lonnie Johnson is the guy to sneak into round one, but I'm I've piggybacking off what Matt said, teams love this guy. So if somebody was like the Patriots at 32, would I be shocked? I would not be shocked, but I'm selling.
0: Well, I think that we've uh, really done ourselves a disservice here by not talking about my boy Justin Lane. But that's whatever. Uh, let's get <laughs> another one. Yeah, another right. One. I really Sean
1: like Bunting. Him. Those guys, you know, all these guys with length and speed, they are going to get pushed up the board. I love Justin
0: Lane. That is Melo's guy. I'm not going to take this it. This whole the draft, guy. it's it's very deep. It's like top heavy deep. Like the top yeah. 10 at each well, position, position is I very good. I told you, I was like, I hate all my late first round guys this year. Yeah. <laughs> like the second round, though, I would rather have picked 40 than 20. Hate, like I'd probably rather have Debo Samuel than DK Metcalf. Yeah. Like, I feel safer about that yeah. pick. He's in the safer. Second round. He is yeah. a safer prospect. <laughs> uh, speaking of safe prospects, Jadavion Clowney is rumored uh, to maybe be on the trade market. Do you think that he gets traded uh, before or during the draft? I'm going to sell on this just because I think the asking price is really high. It's probably going to be three picks, so probably a one, a two, in a future. And then you have to give him $15 million a year. I mean, you have to give him... It, I mean the the Tank Lawrence contract basically, or maybe closer to the the D Ford if it were actually you know for all those years. So I think the fact that Clowney um, was absent for the Texans offseason program points that they would still like to trade him. I know they came out actually on Thursday and said that the plan is to sign him to a long term deal, but right now it just you know it seems like there's not a whole lot of they're not closing that ground. And I know that's something I said back in January was that we were hearing that maybe he could be a sign and trade guy. So I don't think it happens. But I think that's more because of teams aren't going to have the willingness to pay a guy who I loved Clowney coming out. He's had nine sacks both the last two years. He's been beat up. I just don't know if, if you're willing to trade and sign a dude who's going to want that much money.
1: They've made plenty of calls to try to move him in this offseason and have, and I don't, like Matt said, their teams aren't concerned about the cost of acquiring him. They are concerned about the cost is in real dollars. They don't want to pay him. They don't want to extend him for that price. They feel it's a huge liability down the stretch. This year will be, should be fine. After that is the concern. So I, I'm selling. I just don't think they can find a dance partner in this. They've been trying for a very long time. Maybe they end up selling low during the draft, really low. That's the only way I see it getting done, because once again, teams don't want that cap hit.
0: And if we were going to go uh, with what the cost would be to acquire him, what what would teams have to offer to get Clowney from the Texans? I think it does go back to a late one. So like, I know people don't want us to play stick to the Chiefs, but say it's the Chiefs. I think it's going to take 29-63 and a pick next year. Oh, God. Wow. No, all right. I they thought it would be a lot less. I, mean, I could be wrong. I, I could be way wrong, yeah. but it did forward two for twenty twenty Because of the
1: money. You
0: because think think, of the money. Just a I two? It, yeah, I think just a oh, two. Oh, shit. I would do that tomorrow. It's the money. There should be a segment on the show. Yeah. Just a two. Just <laughs> not really. That's that's a joke. Not gonna happen. Well, something that might happen though is Frank Clark uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. He might also get Ooh. traded. Uh, what do you guys think? Buy or sell here? Buy, 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 baby! Like in yep. sync. I'm all over this one. I think I actually do believe he gets traded. And one thing that I want to watch for is this being a draft night trade where we wait and see. The Seattle Seahawks have four picks in this draft, guys. Frank Clark's tweeting about how they lied to me. Yeah, I think you might want to go ahead and get him out of town. Try to get something in exchange for it while you can, instead of doing the year-to-year franchise tag thing. Mello, 29? No. St- for Frank Clark? No. What? No. Really? I, no, I, I don't. There's enough problems in that Chiefs locker room. I, I would rather draft Oh, you're draft from a the guy. PR hit? You don't want it? Just everything. PR hit in the locker room. Uh, I would rather draft a guy, stay at 29, uh, no, I'm out on that. Please don't let him come to Kansas I City. am the opposite of that, Connor. I would be very happy. I mean, the, your Jets don't have an early round two pick. Uh, otherwise, I'm assuming you would be all over this as well.
1: It's tough. I've stated my case before that I, I really can't support guys. You know, cheer for them. There's a difference. Cheer for them. I could support a second chance. I. It's hard for me to cheer for them after. I mean, I've read that case through and through, man. Like, I know people around Frank Clark and they oh, swear that he's yeah, he's that, really turned this thing around. Yeah. He's made the most of this second chance. And I, I believe them. I really do. It would be very hard for me to cheer for him. That is, I just, that's all I'll say. I, so I'm with, it's a, it's he's just, great. He's an amazing football
0: player. It's a slippery slope. I will say I've been an arrowhead when, uh, it's late in the game and you need a punt return for a touchdown and you can't talk to the person next to you because they're shouting Tyreek. And Arrowhead's not the only place where that happens. So I don't expect to everyone that. to agree with me. Yeah, yeah not, not at, at all. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I never got it. So you're it's buying tough. that he will be traded or selling?
1: I am buying that he will be traded. I would not be shocked if it was the Chiefs. I've said that before. It, it would be fascinating. I know, uh, you know there was buzz about there. I, I saw, I think it was Tony Pauline said the Jets were interested in him if he hit free agency, which he obviously did not. But like you said, Matt, that's tricky for the jets because one, Mike McKagan has not acquired a player with that kind of background. Right. I don't think it's crazy. That could change. Things change, but they're picking His jobs third on overall. the line now.
0: So yeah, it's, right? it's easy yeah, to draft Choir boys when you're in the first couple of years it's, of your contract, of
1: course, of course, they're picking third overall. And then they don't pick till,
0: you know, God knows when. 66, top of,
1: top of the 68, third round. Sorry. Yeah. 68. So they'd have to get creative to get that one done. But Frank Clark. I'll say this about Frank Clark. He is, he's a top five pass rusher in football, right? I mean, Khalil Mack, Marcus outside Jones. yeah. Probably. Uh, bon Miller, he he's right in that top five range. This guy has been last year. He was incredible. Melo, would you rather
0: Cleveland Furl or Frank Clark? <laughs> Cleveland Furl. Yeah, they're kind of similar. That's why I asked. Yeah, I think so too. I just, I don't know about giving Frank Clark big money. I know that he's been very productive. I would probably just rather roll the dice with a draft pick there, especially if it's Farrell that you're giving me at 29 or Frank Clark at 29. I love Clayton Farrell. Yeah, I would much rather have his length and, and his upside. The dude's a winner, too. Like, I love Clayton Farrell. High character.
1: Super high character.
0: Now, if you told me Jalen Ferguson or Frank Clark, I'm probably going to start to lean to Frank <laughs> Clark.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'd Back to the point, I, I am buying that they move him. I've said before, I can't see him showing up to camp on that franchise tag. No way. He There's doesn't. clearly a lot of lot of voices, a lot of loud noises on Twitter right now. Yeah. Coming from Frank. You know, Mark.
0: he is not thrilled. Here's one that wouldn't surprise me. New England at 32. Oh. New England has 12 picks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they can oh, take a chance. They always take chances on right. those locker room type guys right. or, or or whatever character, whatever you want to label it as. Uh, They'll take a chance on a guy like that. I definitely think that um, Frank Clark will either be traded or his ass is not playing in 2019, fellas. Let's take a break there, and then let's get into these top five games of 2019. All right, guys, we are back. And like Melo said, we are going to draft the top five games of 2015. I get the first pick. Uh, I don't know how that happened, but... I'm going to take this game off the board before Mello gets it. The Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots. The rematch of the AFC Championship game. Week 14, it's going to be cold. D. Ford won't be there to be off sides. Brady's probably still going to get the pass, inter- the, the pass interference. Now, what was roughing the passer? That, that's the <laughs> word. Call if you, yeah, there it is. if you brush his helmet. Yeah, it's like, dude, you watch football for a living. What's it called? And that's the game. Like, when the schedule came out, it was like, when do the Chiefs and Patriots play? Boom, that's the one for me. Yeah, I mean, seeing it on the schedule, that is definitely one that you have to highlight because I think the AFC is going to run through one of those cities next year. Uh, so that was definitely high on my board here. Let me do some rearranging now because I got to figure it. Out. And I don't want to seem like a Chiefs homer is uh, right as well because I've been you've been I've called, been called that uh, before <laughs> So uh, I'm going to go with a NFC matchup that I'm really looking forward to seeing. I think the Bears at Eagles, uh, when oh. is that game? Let me look. Week 9, uh, the revenge game of the Bears kicking. This was a great game last Very year in awesome. the playoffs. And to get a rematch here, week 9 at Philly, uh, I want to see what the Bears' defense can do. I hope and pray Carson Wentz is healthy. Uh, I want to see this guy have a good career. And I also think that this— there's another situation where the NFC could be kind of decided, or at least uh, partially decided on this game alone. So I'm going to go Bears at Eagles here.
1: Melo won't be a Chiefs homer, so I will here Packers <laughs> at Chiefs. That is Week Eight Sunday Night Football. I mean, what more do you have to hear, guys? It's Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes. It's hard to believe we're calling Aaron Rodgers the old, but like he's 35 now. As we said earlier, Pat Mahomes the new, the new dog in town. So. This should be a shootout. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be built differently for this game because he's a guy that loves being told that he's the best and knowing he's the best. And right now, Pat Mahomes is the best. So I can't Uh, wait for this game. And I just think I actually – this is a weird thing to take into account. I love the
0: broadcast of Sunday Night Football. I think it's the best one out of all the primetime broadcasts. I want to just say um, this is fan Matt, not analyst Matt, real quick. Aaron Rodgers is going to get his broke-ass ran out of Arrowhead. Okay, I'm back. Now I'm back to being an analyst. Okay. All right. uh, I'm back on the clock here. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers and his broke-ass, I'm going to take Packers-Bears, the Thursday night kickoff. I am, as you guys know, like the biggest history nerd in the whole world, I think. I'm not competitive at all. And this is the 100th season, the 100th kickoff of the NFL season. So I know a lot of people are going to make fun of it on Twitter and be like, oh, this is so lame. I'm actually, I like the logo. I loved the commercial. Like, I'm all in on it being the 100th year of football. I think that's a really cool thing to experience. So, in that game, like, those two teams are football to me. You know, even, like, growing up in the 80s, you would think it would be Niners or, or Cowboys. Packers-Bears is football. And those two teams being competitive, like, I'm I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Bears defense against Aaron Rodgers, who used to be the best quarterback in the NFL, uh, I love oh, that matchup, too, especially week one. And you're right, just all the history on it. I hope they wear their throwbacks. I don't know if that's been announced yet, but I love I, when they wear their throwbacks. The Even Bears though the like, I, I hate them. But like, they don't they right. have like the weird striped ones or something? I don't know. Wear the throwbacks. Leather helmets. I don't give a shit. Make <laughs> no it happen. face mask. Uh, I'm up again, and I can't believe that this game is still on the board here, fellas. Uh, the Saints at Rams. Week two, I think this is two of the best offenses in the entire league. This might be another showdown like we had last year with the uh, the Rams and the Chiefs. I think this is going to be a very exciting game, a lot of points. Drew Brees is probably going to be his ride off into the sunset season, uh, and the Rams want to get back to the Super Bowl. They're all in as well. That's a game I'm definitely looking forward to.
1: Week two, Monday Night Football. The Browns come here to play the Jets. I hope I'm hoping. This will be the quarterbacks of the future kind of matchup. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, uh, obviously Freddie Kitchens versus Adam Gase. A lot of excitement around this one. These are two hopefully ascending teams. I truly do believe, especially Cleveland, is a young ascending team. I think the Jets are, are slowly getting there. Curious to see what they do in the draft before saying that. But this game will really dictate some of that playoff you know, battle or playoff hopefuls in the AFC. So I can't wait to see the strides that these young quarterbacks make, especially under offensive coaches that they have now.
0: Oh, Connor, baby. Oh, mm. Connor. I can't believe you didn't take this one. We gave you a Jets game, and you didn't take the one you should have taken. Oh, Jets, this one's Steelers, Levion is going to fuck them up. It's going to be that game. Matt didn't even say earmuffs. I am so excited to watch Le'Veon go against his old team. I, the only thing I wish more was that the Raiders and Steelers played. Because me too. Jet that would have been Steelers vicious. is going to be amazing. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think Le'Veon is going to come out with a chip on his shoulder, man. He's going to have like a 1,400-year I wish season. they would have put that game in Pittsburgh. But that's all right. I'm glad that we yeah. still get to see it. And I, I hope Le'Veon is the running back that we uh, have seen in the past. I worry about him sitting out for a year, uh, but I'm sure that Connor and the Jets have done all their due diligence. and it'll <laughs> be just hope so. fine.
1: I didn't do shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I got to do it. I got to pick a Chiefs game. I, I can't resist myself anymore. Uh, <laughs> you can't resist yourself. <laughs> can't resist it anymore. I'm going with the Colts. I <laughs> can't resist myself. <laughs> hey, have you seen me? Try Try waking up to this every day, all right? It's, a, it, it's <laughs> tough. It's the manscape. <laughs> I don't know how I even get anything done throughout the day. I have to hide all mirrors at school. They like won't even let me in the bathroom say, like, hey, where'd Mr. Miller go? Oh, shit, he's in the bathroom again. <laughs> he's looking at himself is, again. Come on. I thought we removed these mirrors. Uh, I'm going with the Colts at Chiefs. I was trying to get Anthony Oreo to come out for this game. He even offered uh, some Q39 to go his way. Uh, Then he had to go all diva on me and be like, oh, who's paying for my flights? I already bought one, buddy. You are, buddy. That's what I said. You win one award, uh, you get one flight. That's the deal. Colts at Chiefs, though. uh, Rematch of a great playoff game. Uh, I think the Colts really have a lot of good things going on. They're definitely on the up. The Chiefs are trying to build off what they did last year. I really want to see Quentin Nelson against Chris Jones. Like That's the matchup that I want. Uh, I know that everybody's going to talk Andrew Luck, pat mahomes but no nope. quentin nelson and chris jones like yeah you're on right. the table here guys <laughs> like we're gonna find out who the alpha male is uh <laughs> and history would tell us it's chris jones yeah that's uh man that's gonna be a fun matchup dang i didn't even see that game on the schedule somehow yeah week it five It like people are sleeping
1: on the colts a little bit here i mean that team has gotten a lot that's better. what they want it's because they didn't lot, spend
0: but, yep. you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah justin houston though. Ooh. Let's go. Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) part of that matchup. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Justin Houston
0: coming back to town. I totally remember Justin Houston. Yeah, he's so good.
1: That's going to be awesome. So Thanksgiving football, Saints at Falcons. Not your traditional Thanksgiving football here necessarily, but I think the Falcons really caught the injury bug last year. I think they're a better team than what we've seen recently, and the Saints are still the Saints. These teams are, you know, physical and nasty with each other. A lot of points. And I love watching football on Thanksgiving. It's a chance to just sit on the couch and be lazy and not really have to work that much, just a little bit. So Saints at Falcons, I, this is, to me, my favorite Thanksgiving game they announced.
0: I Yeah, so we didn't get to watch any Thanksgiving football last year because we ate dinner at Mama yeah, Bob's, and then we drove to Ohio State. Immediately left. <laughs> like We seriously ate, took our kids back to their respective mothers, and left town. So I'll be, probably won't be home this year either, but maybe. Probably be on the road again. Probably watching that on Cole's phone as we drive down (laughs) an interstate somewhere because that's happened a lot this year. Uh, I'm up fourth game for me. I'm going to flip my order because I I put a game on here that I think someone will steal from me. So I'm going to flip. I'm going to take Raiders at Chiefs because you think that your rivalry is cool. It's not Raiders (laughs) Chiefs is better. This is the best rivalry in all of sports right now. Yes, I said all of sports right now. They hate each other. Arrowhead will be rocking like crazy, and the thing is the Raiders, no matter how good or bad they are, they always play the Chiefs well when they come to Arrowhead, always. So I think this game with the Raiders going out and getting Antonio Brown, you know, getting what they have on the offensive line, bolstering up the defense, like th- that team, they're buying to win right now. So this will be a much better test for the Chiefs than I think a lot of people realize. And I mean, the Raiders are going to have three very good draft picks, and unless they really really mess up the draft. They're going to have three really good draft picks to add to that team. And I'm with you. No matter what the teams are like, they definitely play each other well. I don't know if it's Red Sox-Yankees, but this is called stick to football, so I'll I'll move on here. I'm going another Chiefs pick. Don't even care. I'm all in now. (laughs) Chiefs at Chargers Week 11. I think that we could see the Kansas City Chiefs be undefeated going into Week 11 when they face Papa Philip Rivers, and the Chargers. That was a knock on wood. Uh, I think that these are going to be two very good teams in the AFC. Again, I think the Chargers are going to take a step forward. They're going to be better than what they were last year. The Chiefs have a very tough schedule. It honestly makes me very nervous. But this is going to be a very good game. No matter what the records are, it's going to be a very good matchup. Pat Mahomes versus Derwin James. Oh, yeah. Derwin James up for me. Travis Kelsey.
1: Oh, yeah browns at patriots if baker mayfield and company win this game i think it's week eight i mean we're gonna learn a lot about these browns being for real like that to me would be the like hello yes we're here so if the browns go to new england i want to see odell beckham we know new england always really wanted him the giants uh, were not not willing to make that one happen but I think this game will be will be awesome. We're going to learn a lot about Freddie Kitchens because this Browns team on paper. I know John Dorsey has said it. It looks great. And I'm really excited to watch them play. But we don't know anything about Freddie Kitchens, the head coach. So we're going to learn real quick. But this is this is the one I'm circling for Cleveland. Hot take.
0: The Browns are going to be undefeated going into going this game. into that game. Yeah, they have the Titans, your Jets, the Rams, the Ravens, the Niners, the Seahawks, that Jets game. It's not going to be easy to adjust defense. To really good. The Rams game, I think, it will be like that's a slugfest, and it's in Cleveland. I think they can actually win. I could see them being six and zero going into this game. Yeah, Jesus, it's, po- you're it's right. very possible, right? Yeah, I think. And the we'll hype around this game would be insane. So here's insane. the thing about the Browns: I could also see them being zero and six going into this game. Right. Hard to tell. Right? I mean, that right. week four matchup in Baltimore might be tough because Ravens do have. I mean, they had Earl Thomas in the secondary. They have a very good team still. I could see them getting that home win. Yeah, man. I don't. Know. The Browns are the Browns and Raiders are the two teams I'm most excited to watch because they've changed so much. Mm-hmm. And like we have no idea. Like I maybe John Gruden was like tanking. He's actually like counting cards all last season. Like, ah, we're gonna stock watch this. We're gonna get all these picks, and then we're gonna come out and oh, I remember how to call plays. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe I was wishful thinking. All right, last one for me. I'm going to go to an NFC game. Rams at Cowboys. The this game being indoors is going to be amazing because it's going to be like 95 points scored. It's going to be like that Rams Chiefs game last year. High f- flying offense. Jason Witten's back thankfully on the field not in the booth. Cowboys so got Amari Cooper and I think the Cowboys team like Travis Frederick's back practicing. This like the Cowboys last year were a very quietly good team down the stretch. Zeke will be back ready to go. And, and they have, uh, you know, they've bolstered the defense. I think the Cowboys, and I feel dangerous saying this, they could be a very, very good team next year because just the consistency. Like they've been playing together for so long and their young players getting better if they have a, a solid draft the cowboys are going to be a pretty pretty good team you get to play the giants twice there's two wins you get yeah. to play the redskins twice two more wins. two more wins so the Just cowboys the Eagles. <laughs> they got four wins yeah. next year no matter what uh that game was on my my big board too uh so i'm going to go i'm sticking with the afc again uh this time i'm going to go colts at chargers week 1 because these are two playoff teams somebody's got to walk away. Well, I guess they don't have to walk away with a loss because we saw a tie (laughs) last year week one. Uh, That's a very good matchup that really sets the whole tone for the AFC. Somebody's going to be stuck playing behind the eight ball because they're going to get a loss in week one, and neither team can really afford to, uh, especially the Chargers. If they lose week one to the Colts, they're going to have a lot of work to do to catch up with the Chiefs. I want to point out that, Mello, your game three is Colts at Chiefs. Your game four is Chiefs at Chargers, and your game mm. five is Colts at Chargers. I like those three teams. Like, <laughs> the OCD of me really appreciates what you did here.
1: <laughs> the mix and match and swipe. Right?
0: <laughs> I looked My at last three one. schedules. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I respect it. My last uh, one here, uh, probably not what you would expect to hear, but Washington at Minnesota. And there's two reasons here. One, no duh, Kirk Cousins against like the that? Redskins. <laughs> I do like that, and I kind of hope Washington wins this game. But I think Washington is going to have somebody potentially exciting at quarterback this year, whether it is Josh Rosen, Dwayne Haskins. We'll see who they make a move for. So, And I don't think they're a bad football team. They just caught, once again, they were winning that division until yep. Alex Smith's leg shattered. So I think Washington is one of those teams where I don't want to say we're sleeping on because right now, without a quarterback, they are clearly bad but one right move and things can flip the script for them very quickly. And for Minnesota, this is once again a team with gigantic expectations. I, I mean, we've been talking about how they need to add a guy like Cody Ford in this draft or somebody on the interior of that offensive line. But at the end of the day, it all really comes down to this coaching staff and what Kirk Cousins can do with those pretty pricey wide receivers now. Uh, I'm, I, my eyes are on this one.
0: Yeah, man. The, the Redskins are starting Eric Flowers at left guard. So, thoughts and prayers to our guy Colt McCoy back there. Because oh,
1: if it's him, we'll yeah. see
0: how long he lasts back there. Yeah. This is like week eight. He ain't making you it. You know what's bad him. is it might be Josh Rosen back there. that ain't, He that ain't better. Colt's a little more yeah, agile. He can't catch
1: a break, yeah. dude. He cannot
0: catch a break. No. He,
1: see, they didn't even put him in the, the hype trailer for their schedule.
0: <laughs> really? Rightfully so. I mean, that should yes. tell you everything you need to know right, right there. Like, like everybody was that? like, Everyone was in it. David
1: Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, like everyone was in it. And I get why they didn't do it. It was smart. But it's just so funny to me that we're like, come on, you don't have the quarterback in it. Yeah. So they're waiting to edit Kyler Murray in. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, Just go ahead and put Kyler in.
0: That's probably what they brought him in for visits for. Like, hey, we're going to go ahead and shoot this video. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was really cool, guys. Karan Higdon stopped by Bleacher Report in New York City and spent some time with me. So going to drop that interview in now and then we'll be back for some draft on draft. Joining me, a very special guest from Michigan, now onto the NFL, running back Karan Higdon. Karan, what's going on, man? Thanks for what's joining me.
2: Thank you for having me. Man. No
1: problem. You could finally take a breather. Uh, a lot of the long draft process is over. What's this been like? all of this behind you now after a very successful college career all these interviews and now you could just enjoy the moment
2: it's amazing you know you dream your whole life for this this moment and it's finally here you know just going through the process and embracing everything that comes with it and just learning the backstory of everything you know you see things at the combine that you don't see on tv same with the Senior Bowl, and same when you meet, you know, all thirty-two teams. You know, you're really speed dating, and it's an amazing process. And I'm honored to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, and that was something I wanted to ask you about. You, you got a little bit of a jump start because you were a Senior Bowl invite, right. played in the game. Uh, a lot of great things said about you there. I know you got to show that you can pass for attack, you can right. catch the ball. What was that process? Jim Nagy, the executive director, is a good friend of the show, and I think he does a great job with it. What do you think that week did for you down
2: there? Man, it was a big week for me. You know, it was was giving me the ability to answer a lot of questions. You know, can he catch out the backfield? How does he really look in pass protection when it's up and close? And you're going against top-tier prospects every single rep. So being able to showcase those skills, you know, constantly over and over and over again each day of practice was big time for me, especially in front of, you know, GMs and head coaches.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. There's a lot of scouts down there, a lot of NFL people, right. and then you obviously, you know, building off a successful week, you were telling me you are down in Miami training at Bomberito's. What was like a full day of training like? Like, when were you up? How many workouts? What was that like down there?
2: Yeah, no, shout out to Bomarito and, you know, his staff. He does a heck of a job, man, and it was an honor to be with him. You know, typically you get in about 637. Um, he's going to make sure you have breakfast, get your protein. You know, you're going to spend time with medical, doing massages, maybe acupuncture, um, stretching you, uh, maybe just rehabbing you, depending if you got some nicks and bangs when you come in. Um, and then from there, you're going to get on the field work. You're going to spend a lot of time out on the field, you know, doing different things, maybe working on your 40, working on some uh, position drills, um, and really just a wide range of things on the field. And then from there, you go into the weight room. Um, you may have lunch right after that, or you may hit the pool. I'm um, going uh, and then after that, you're going to work out again. You it's know, a long so, day. It's a pretty day. <laughs> it's a long But it's day. all worth it.
1: Yeah, I've been down there before uh, with Le'Veon Bell when he was doing his rehab, and it, it's a really long day for those guys. Right. But, I mean, it pays off because you had a great NFL combine. Obviously, not just the strength, but the speed. Was there anything there that surprised you from those testing numbers, or were you feeling confident for a long time?
2: I was feeling confident for yeah. a long time. You trust what Pete does, and, you know, he's going to be honest with you up front and tell you everything that he projects that you're going to do at the combine. and. Obviously, you can't really know until you do it. You know, nerves can play a part of it. You know, when you're doing the medical things, things can swell up. Um, So it really just depends on you. But ultimately, I wasn't shocked.
1: Uh, a lot of the things we, we don't get to see are the most interesting thing, and that's the interviews. Right. Any weird interviews, or were we mostly good throughout?
2: I was good mostly yeah. throughout, just because I didn't have no baggage. It speaks to your character. <laughs>
1: exactly. I always tell people exactly. that. It's funny that, like, since I've been doing this show, all the guests we've had on don't really get a lot of weird questions. Right. And we're like, well, that says a lot about you and your football character. So right. that's really exciting coming off of that. And now, I know you've talked about you're actually... uh, fighting an injury a little bit at the Combine. And it's impressive. You put up great numbers. How much was that really bothering you there?
2: It was extensive. You know, that's why I didn't do the position drills and the agility. Yeah. But we knew we had to get through that. You know, we knew teams wanted to see me run a 40. And all they wanted to see was that 4-4. You know, so I knew at the end of the day, it was it was you know, hated I love it, and I had to do it. And once I got that four four, it was it was ball game.
1: And it was a tough clock for a lot of the running backs. It like was. you stood out from the pack, a couple other guys, but a lot of guys were going four six, four six five. So to come out of that, it, it must feel good, especially fighting that injury. Exactly. Uh, any special draft plans now that it's almost here?
2: I'm gonna just lay back, enjoy time with my family, okay. you know, and then just just enjoy this process. You know, it's been a long uh, couple months. And, you know, just being able to hear my name called is what I'm looking forward to next.
1: That's a really special moment. And I know you're a father. Right. Has that had any different kind of motivation for you since becoming a father on the field? Uh,
2: Yeah. I mean, you're no longer playing for just yourself. I never was playing for myself in the the beginning. You know, I was playing for guys that looked up to me, people from my city. But it puts even more of an emphasis on it when you have a child who's looking up to you. You know that this is a way that you can feed your family. So it makes it that much more imperative that you succeed on the field.
1: Without a doubt. And, I mean, you were one of the team captains at Michigan, a a special group. I think it was you and Devin Bush. And a lot of special players there. I mean, Chase Winovich or Sean Gary playing for Jim Harbaugh. Just what was that experience like being one of those guys that saw it through? You were a four-year player. Right. You've been playing pretty much since you got there. Right. So what did that program do for you now that you look to go to the pros?
2: I think it prepared you very well for this process. You know, you spent a lot of time in the building there um, and just learning from the game of football, learning knowledge and being able to speak it and um, reciprocate and, you know, just speak about what you learn and what you don't learn. and It puts you in a great position when you get into this this position because – you're able to translate everything you went through in college into this. And it makes it so much easier. You're able to talk with coaches and GMs about football and understanding the points that they're trying to make and being able to reciprocate. And I think everything. a
1: lot of the things that Michigan does translates to the pros. Exactly. It's, it's not like these big twelve schools. I mean a lot it's power offense. Right. Um, you know, just looking ahead here, actually looking back one more time, who's the biggest shit talker you ever faced? I love asking guys this.
2: Yeah. Uh, probably Chris Fry from okay. Michigan State. Okay. 23. Damn. I'm surprised they were,
1: <laughs> they were talking a lot. I thought you were, yeah. oh man, I thought you were going to be an Ohio State guy. Who's the best defender you think you ever faced?
2: Um... Marcus Allen from Penn State. Okay, He, he was a stud. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's playing no more, but he yeah, was a stud. No,
1: he was a really good player. I believe he ended up in Pittsburgh, I want right. to say.
2: So, yeah, he, he was in
1: the draft last year. Uh, do you model your game after anyone specifically?
2: I just try to model it as best as I can as myself. Yeah. You know, I have my own identity, but I pick and pull from a lot of great guys like Devontae Freeman, Adrian Peterson is is big time to me, um, Mark Ingram, um, L- Ladanian Thomason. You know, I yeah. watched those guys growing up, so... I try and pick and pull different pieces, but I honestly just try and make my own identity.
1: And I remember after the Indiana game, you went up to Mike Hart, and you were like, you're one of my idols. What was that moment? Like a guy that was so legendary at the program, did play in the pros, and now he's, I think he's going to be a very successful coach. He's only hes only 33, and he's already an assistant on Indiana staff.
2: I I agree, man. I think he's going to have a tremendous coaching career. I can only imagine the amount of knowledge that he's impilling on. On his players, you know. But just to meet him and shake hands with him and, you know, look him eye to eye is just honorable, you know, especially having the opportunity to break his records and do things that he's done and and exceed upon them. And I know how much the University of Michigan alumni and fans look up to Mike Hart. And, you know, it's an honor to be able to be in that same conversation just with him.
1: Yeah, you really followed those footsteps and became one of those beloved Michigan running backs. Right. But you played for Jim Harbaugh, and one thing, we were talking to Chase Winovich, and I'm like, do you have any weird Jim Harbaugh stories? And he's like, well, the weird one is that he, like, read Shakespeare before some games. (laughs) Do you have, like, that moment of meeting Jim, or just like, whoa, he's as crazy as I thought? Or do we have it all wrong? It's
2: so normal. (laughs) (laughs) It's so normal normal because it's just like every day he's doing something different. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying different in an asset of... And, or in a facet of that you don't see every day. Okay. But I'm so used to it because yeah. I'm like, okay, that's just Coach Harbaugh. That's just <laughs> what he does, you know? <laughs> but that has to keep you, like, go gu- like sharp. Yeah, it does. But at, at some point, you just bypass it. <laughs> You're like, he's just doing what he does, and that's what it is. Oh, man. <laughs> that's really
1: good. Uh, who's, who's the most intense one of your teammates? I mean, you guys have this class where so many guys from that team are being drafted, right. including yourself. Is anyone just different? A lot of people say Devin Bush; he's just like all football. Yeah. We talked to Chase. I mean, he was goofy, but he was also funny. Right. Like, was there anyone that on that roster that you're going to the NFL with that you had a really special bond with?
2: Um, I had a special bond with pretty much everybody. You know, me and Rashawn are very tight. Okay. Um, we pledged to the same uh, fraternity. Okay. Five uh, Beta Sigma. Um, so I spent a lot of time with him, as well as Devin Bush. You know, we spent a lot of time training together um, throughout the season and just. Being on top of each other, pushing each other to make sure he was ready every game and vice versa because we knew the end goal was to eventually go into the draft and be drafted.
1: Was there anyone else down at Bomarito training with you? Um, from, like for this draft class?
2: From Michigan? Uh, Michigan or anywhere, really. Yeah, uh, there were a boatload of guys. You know, we had a lot of guys that are part of my agency. You know, we had Nikon Murray. Um, we had Jalen Moore. Okay. Derek um, Derek Thomas. Gary Jennings. Oh yeah. Um, Gary's been Jack here. West, Patrick. Okay. You know, we had a boatload yeah, of guys. Group. And uh they were all down there working hard, buzzing their tails. And it was just an honor to be around another great group of guys who had the same dreams and intentions.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, how does that like kind of push you each day? Because I was talking to Tyree Jackson, who's out west training with Drew Locke and Jared Sidham, I'm like that's uh-huh. a lot of arm talent in one area. Yeah. Like, that's got to get kind of heated. And he's like, <laughs> you're friends, but yeah, it's a lot of competition. Same with you, especially a guy like Jalen Moore, who I know has been trying to get healthy right. and, and work out like that. You know, what has that environment been
2: like? Yeah, no, it's awesome. You know, as far as running back goes, you know, it's myself, it was Jalen Moore, Jacoas Patrick, Mike Weber. Um, we just honestly pushed each other. You know, we competed and stuff, but we knew eventually it was just an individual talent that we had to, you know, um, explore and just release when the time came and, you know we are rooting for each other. We still do. You know those are a great group of guys, and it was an honor to be a part of their draft class. That's really cool.
1: All right, getting away from
2: football, cause yeah. I feel
1: like you probably just been through the ringer here <laughs> of like football, football, this and that. What do you do off the field?
2: Man, spend a lot of time with my daughter. Okay, I like to go shooting um i okay. like to do adventurous things you know i like to ride go-karts okay some of those things i like to go fishing man pretty much anything that yeah. seems fun i'll do it you're from sarasota right <laughs> yeah
1: so have you been fishing like all your life uh boatload yeah okay pretty
2: much okay. i mainly jet ski
1: oh, <laughs> <jealous>. <laughs> when you meet someone and they say their hobby is jet skiing that's awesome yeah. you've been around Levion maybe too much or something <laughs> or you're gonna be soon man that's awesome and that's just like and so how old's your daughter She's four. Okay, so we're getting close to kindergarten
2: time. Yeah, it's about that time. What has you more nervous, her going to school <laughs> soon or are you playing in the NFL? Uh, Probably me playing in the NFL. Really? I feel like the football comes easy to you. It it does, man, but it's just such a lifelong dream, you know. And true it's true, and it's here. It to exactly be here and about to come, become reality is just, you know, amazing.
1: That's awesome. Where do you do you have any
2: like preference where you want to go? No, nah, man, not I'm at open. all. You know, I've never been like, hey, this is my team. You okay. know, I've always liked players and you know organizations, and every organization is different. And for sure, to be honest, it just be an honor to be a part of one of the thirty-two.
1: And Michigan gave you a little taste of the cold. They did. So yeah. that yeah. <laughs> I, I always ask people, I'm like, what is that? Because I grew up in the Northeast. I'm from New York, uh-huh. and like all I know is the cold, pretty much. Now like. I travel a lot, and I enjoy the warm weather, but like. I just can't imagine that transition of being like, I've been in 70 degree weather on the coldest days, and now I'm playing in 20 degree weather in the big house.
2: You know, you get adapted to it. You know, you practice in it, you train in it, and, you know, eventually you just become a part of it. You know, so I think if I were to stay, you know, somewhere in cold weather temperature, I'd be
1: fine. I I think so. I think you've had enough good games in cold weather (laughs) at this point. All right. um, One more question before we get to our word association game. One line if you had an online dating profile. Just one liner.
2: One line if I had an online It's hard
1: dating. in one line. Like Holy the best God. thing about you.
2: Oh, man. The golden child.
1: I like that. That's your Instagram <laughs> handle, right? <laughs> yeah. All right? That's it. That's Nothing it. more.
2: Golden child. Just let them know. The yeah. golden child.
1: All right. Word association time. I'm just going to fire off a word. First thing that comes to mind for you. We talked. To, yeah, this one, this one's really fun. Let's do it. Uh, trust me, the, the answers have been absolutely crazy. <laughs> this one we already talked about, but I gotta ask anyway, just one word, Jim Harbaugh.
2: Crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Simple enough. Ohio State. Hate him. Love it. I love that. No nice things about that, no. dude. Chase Winovich. Crazy. Yeah, he is he's pretty crazy. <laughs> we had him on and he was like telling us about. Like, his old name means wolf-like, and, like,
2: dude, it was... Hey, you'd be surprised what comes out of his mouth, man, but he's a heck of a Can you tell player. me anything crazy? <laughs> I mean, you just, He's probably said it to us, so... He, he says a lot of crazy things. You know, I can't pinpoint one specific thing. You know, he's always going to tell you the story about, you know, how he transitioned and stuff. Cool enough, Chase was actually my roommate when I first got to college. Okay. So we spent a lot, a lot of time again.
1: And was he, because I think he did do a redshirt year. Was yeah. he one year ahead of you? Yep. He was okay. A so is that like a good person to have as kind of like your guy, like your older older guy? I mean, you graduated together.
2: But, well, when we when when I came in, we both were at the bottom of the depth chart because okay. I was new and he hasn't found his position yet. Yeah. You know, and everybody just seen him as this weird guy. Yeah. You know, He's, <laughs> even he the coaches, weird. He's just co- really good. <laughs> yeah. There were coaches that were down him and stuff. You know, so we're at that pinnacle where you know we were just pushing each other like, hey, you know, we really got to make a standpoint. We really got to you know get involved and. We want to see ourselves playing on the field. And, you know, we stuck with that mindset throughout camp. And here we are four that's years awesome. later.
1: That's amazing to have that defensive counterpart. Because, right. like, I know, like, you've put on a ton of muscle since you got to the program. Right. You were a higher recruit team, him, but he's also, like, completely transformed himself. Right, And, like, you guys, like, just are the guys that play 100 miles an hour. Right. That's how it's always been. Right. So that's really cool to see. All right, one more word association. I want to think of a good one here. You're not going to say anything nice about Dwayne Haskins, so I already crossed that. Yeah. One off, although he's a pretty good player. No, he's a good player, man. Uh, Shea Patterson. Baller. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good for the program that yeah. he's he's coming back for one more year.
2: I agree, man. And I think he gives him you know another year to really just develop under the system. He's around a great group of guys that he's become accustomed to. And when you're comfortable, man, there's a lot of things that you can do. And without a doubt, you know we we had a conversation a couple weeks ago. Um, and I just told him, you know, hey, look, I made the same decision, and look where it got me now. You can be, you can do the same thing.
1: Yeah, I always like to ask the guys that. And you graduated before right. the season even started. Like, what was that a hard decision for you? Because running backs are told by people that probably never even played the position, and I'm right. guilty of saying at times too. If you can leave early, leave early, save your body. Right. But you didn't do that. You come back having fantastic year, team captain, just one of like. The guys in the draft that people look at, like hard worker, checks every box. What do you think that f- staying that final year did for you in terms of becoming a pro?
2: I think it was big time. You know, it gave me another year um, to elevate myself as a player. You know, I topped the 1,000-yard mark, um, and I really just showcased myself each and every game. You know, I had seven straight 100-yard rushing games. Yes, you did. That's something that goes unsaid yeah. now. You know, I had eight 100-yard rushing games out of the whole season. And then even my worst games really weren't bad games. You know, we just lost. Yeah. You know, if we won the game, it would be a different conversation. For sure. So when you look at things in the nature of, you know, hey, should he come out? Should he not? You know, it's really just within yourself. You know, I want to have that 1,000-yard mark. You know, a lot of things in this world are controversial. You know, if I weighed in at 208 as opposed to 206, you wouldn't be calling me a smaller bet. <laughs> it's insane. Isn't you it? know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it, it's just so many things that are just controversial that, you know, that's yeah. why people probably well, <laughs> teeter the fence. <laughs> well, I think after the
1: bench reps, I don't think anyone's calling you small. <laughs> There's only so much you could do with your frame. I mean, I, exactly. know, I know it as well as anyone. So, <laughs> man, I mean, and you left nothing on the table. Graduating early, team right. captain, lots of wins, lots of stats. A fantastic career, and I, I can't wait to see where it goes thank from you. here. Thank We're rooting for you here. I can't thank you enough for stopping by and just want to wish you the best of luck.
2: Uh, thank you for having me, man. No That's doubt. an honor.
0: All right, guys, we are back. It's time for Draft on Draft. We have some great questions tonight. Thanks to most of the Stick to Football Hall of Fame for being in here. That's such a – I don't know how I feel about that name. I It's okay, I guess. <laughs> You've always, like, wondered about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's okay. We'll do whatever you want. They should Dan have Barnes. just named themselves the Stickies. The Stickies, like you have yeah. an account that's for the Stickies. Right. That's, I think they want, like, this exclusive group. Dan Barnes. Yeah. At you, Dan Barnes. <laughs> it's like they have letter, letter fucking cult leader, you, Dan Barnes. I bet they have uh, letter jackets with the stick-to-football logo sewn on the front. <laughs> like, a quarter zip with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know be, they all want them. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I was just seeing tweets. All right, first question from the Stick-to-Football Hall of Fame. If you had to start a franchise right now with Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson, who would you take? I saw them fighting about this on Twitter, which is like watching like your brother's kids fight, and you're like, "That's not my problem. I'm not getting <laughs> this." So that, that what they were saying was both healthy, and like I think you could put them in like on any team, maybe, or is like a neutral team, like neutral team, yeah, neutral. Didn't yep. matter ha- what team. It's not like you have to have Andrew Luck with the Colts or Russell Wilson. Okay, I Seahawks. want Andrew Luck. It's, then. it's just straight. Who would you rather have, Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson? Andrew Luck. Connor, Ooh, carried away in there.
1: <laughs> Russell Wilson for me.
0: I don't think it's an Russell easy Wilson. decision. Like It's not like one is just wildly better than the other. It's, I just like Luck's game a little better. It's actually it's a very good, like, would you rather type question. It's, it is. Because it's very even. One is a proven winner. He's gotten your team to a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. That's a loss. The, of the other Bowl. one, yeah, but the other one hasn't been there. But he's also one of the best prospects we've ever seen. He has all the traits. Good character guy. I think I'm going to lean, I'm going to go Andrew Luck here. As the tiebreaker, I just think that he's very good. He just spent some years where they surrounded him with absolute shit and thought that they could build around him, when they couldn't. You have to give your quarterback some options, and they didn't for a very long time, and now it it looks like they're finally doing it. Yeah, that is a tough one.
1: It's really tough. Russ has been in some shit offenses. Yeah, Yeah. Bad O-line, bad coaching. I mean, and it's they've really shot themselves close. in the foot. It they times, always too.
0: get rid of his good targets. It's like, oh, who's your go-to yeah. receiver? Good, you have him two years, then he's gone. Yeah. So don't get comfortable here. I mean, you can't name it's Andrew Luck's number two receiver right now. No. Well, it's it's Funchess now. Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Oh my god. But you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last Which season. Is, that's not a good thing.
0: No, but Charles <laughs> yeah. Rogers. Uh, all right. And one more question from the Six sixth Football Hall of Fame. If you had to start a new team today, what would the mascot be? I have always said that if, because you know, like when you were a kid or in your twenties or thirties, when you would play Madden and you would do like to create a team, I was always. The Orlando Sharks with all black uniforms like any given Sunday Any given Sunday. So I would be the Sharks. Even though there's no water in Orlando for there to be Sharks. It is a a land-bound city. (laughs) the only major city in Florida that doesn't have water. Yeah, and they're the Sharks. (laughs) I don't know. Do with it what you may. Gosh, I would probably lean towards... I know what he's going to say. Probably just like a badass animal. Like what's (laughs) something that could just... Destroy every other animal in the jungle. A komodo dragon? Oh, oh no, that would definitely get beaten up by something else. Just something real big, physical, agile, but also smart. Like they could use tools. Maybe even use its hands. Is there an, an animal like that? Elephant a camel. Mm. Oh, oh, spider it's, monkey, it's a gorilla. I would be a gorilla. <laughs> of course, of course, he would. I'm going. It, it's not a great
1: name off the tongue, but something cool about elephants. Would be really sweet. Like the better name. I
0: mean, like Alabama's the Crimson tide and they got the elephant. Exactly, that's true. But I really thought that you're like so Game of Thrones that you would have gone dragons. Yeah, I probably Mm. would. You're right.
1: I would. I just there's something like NFL still NFL Europe to me. It is. You're right. Yeah. It's very NFL Europe, but I think I'll have to go I think
0: practice. you could buy the rights to the San, San Diego fleet real cheap right now if you wanted to. Oh, though, the Memphis <laughs> yeah, Express. I don't even know
1: if you have to right? buy them. I think you could just <laughs> you could take buy it. them. signed over to you. Yeah.
0: You would incur some debt. If you can pay for their players to get home, I think they'll <laughs> let you have the name. That's so terrible. Man. And they're like, they're having to like file bankruptcy because people are suing them. It's terrible. All right. Tyler Fornes um, wants to know who is the greatest college football player of all time? For me, it. It starts with Archie Griffin, just because he's a two-time Heisman winner, and no one else has done that. Uh, we've had a couple people. Tebow was pretty close. Johnny Manziel was an option for it. Uh, Jameis Winston. But nobody else has been able to do it, and I mean, this is a very, very old trophy, and one guy has done it. So, uh, for me, it's either Archie Griffin or Charles Woodson, and I think that's that's it. Oh, Charles Woodson? The only defensive player respect, to ever win. It. Like man. That guy dominated college football from a cornerback position, and... As a returner, too. He was one of the best college football players I've ever seen. He won the national championship, won a Heisman trophy. I think that puts you in the running. Sadly, uh, Vince Young uh, didn't win the Heisman, or I think he would be up there because he was another dominating guy for two years. But for me, Archie Griffin or Charles Woodson. Well, no one won the Heisman the year that Vince Young did. Right. So uh, Connor, I'm going to go last because I think I'm going to shock you both with my answer. Turn my laptop so I can't see it. I'm
1: going to go with Reggie Bush, who has also now never won a high school n- uh, college
0: football. Connor, His, uh, it was all a race <laughs> vacated, but
1: it's tough. Like for me growing up, I don't remember a year as magical as the VY year, like no. to me as a kid. And I'm and I was in New York, guys, So like I can't imagine what it was like for you growing up as Texas fans or anybody even in down in Texas or, you know, down in Austin, like That was just, everybody gravitated to that. BY was must-watch football because you never knew what he was going to do next. So special. So I I think Reggie might be the greatest I've ever seen, but just the most magical season I can remember personally is Vince Young.
0: I used to try to do the Bush, you you know, like the jump cut where he would like suck his belly back in. The Fresno State, yeah. Yeah, and back in the day, I was fairly thin and fast, and I could kind of do it. I I will maintain that Texas beating USC was the greatest sports night of my life, and I don't think anything will ever top it because all week it was USC's the greatest team ever. You got two Eisman Trophy winners, and the backup running back might be better than the starting running back, like all this. Well, everybody was talking greatest team of all time. Yeah, greatest team of all time. No one talked about Texas. And then to win it in the the final seconds like that, uh, greatest sports moment of my life. But the greatest college football player of all time is Tim Tebow. Mm. And for me, it's okay. not even close. And, and like everyone was talking about, like, oh, he sucked in the NFL. That doesn't matter. Just college no, football no, it player doesn't matter at all. He threw sixteen interceptions in three years as a starter, guys. And he eighty eight touchdowns. And then on the ground, he was unstoppable until Nick Fitzgerald broke the record. He had it almost three thousand yards rushing, fifty seven touchdowns, and I I, at the time, I used to make fun of Tebow because I'm an insecure jerk. One of the greatest leaders ever. Oh. Like when he, his press conference where he was yes. like, I am, t- this is on me. And from here forward, you will not see a team play with more heart mm-hmm. and, and more passion. And they didn't lose a game. Yeah. And I mean, look at the locker room that he was leading around him. There are a lot of character Give problems. me the 30 for 30. <laughs> right. Outlaws. I, I'm with Literally you. outlaws. Like His leadership in the intangibles I would have taken him in the first round, too. I would have bet on those to succeed. And I really, I don't even know if he really got a fair shot because he did do some good things with the Broncos. Drink. Got you. Okay. Uh. I was like, I don't know. He drank? I I don't think he He did. He didn't. (laughs) But he did some great things with the Broncos, and then he just kind of didn't have a chance after that with the Jets and the Patriots. Uh, I still love him. I think he was a very good college football, Easily top five. He is one of those dudes that I didn't appreciate enough in the moment, like Brett Favre. Yeah, you did not like him. Tebow? No. I think you thought he was like fake. I didn't like that everyone was saying he should be like the first pick in the draft. And Definitely it not. Me up. That. Like it, it made go. me go That'll against him so much as a Is college it, player. It's the Daniel Jones effect. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can remember being oh, at the <laughs> senior bowl that year and people being like, He's my number one player. And I was like, Are you guys Was on he it? at the senior bowl? Uh Combine, sorry. Um no, he yeah, he was at the senior Bluezy. bowl. Yeah, it was senior bowl. And just be like you guys are on drugs. Like there's no way. <laughs> he should not be the first player picked in the draft. God, so he probably should have played linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, really should have. So, yeah. Man, we Daniel
1: went, Jones effect is like my favorite <laughs> new favorite thing. <laughs> <We> <laughs> it's know. when you hate a player that you had no intentions of hating because everyone else likes him so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that's
0: what, what it's going to be from now on. I Daniel feel like Jones that's DK effect. Metcalf with me. Like I liked him until we were like he should go top 2. I'm like, you know what? Actually, <laughs> I, think he, I started that. He can't put a seatbelt on. Without, so, <laughs> Patrick Chamberlain, his question: Why would teams think they could bet on Rashawn Gary's traits leading to top ten type production in the pros when those traits didn't lead to that over the course of three years of college play? This is a good question. Pat's a Giants fan, so it's a relevant question. One thing that that I have struggled with throughout the the draft process is that Michigan didn't put Chase Winovich, Winovich excuse me, in a lot of positions to succeed either, but I do think that, like with Gary, and I've defended him to some extent. Like at two hundred seventy-five pounds, running a four or five, like God, you got to just freelance at least make some plays. You know, he was hurt a lot this year with the shoulder injury. I've actually heard that that's knocking him a little bit in the draft process. So, Pat, this is a great question, man, and I think it goes back to traits versus production. You have to look at him and say, okay, and what we do defensively, could we put him in a position to make plays? I personally think that means putting him inside. And I've, I've watched a lot of Michigan football. I haven't really took a deep dive into what they do defensively. Some teams, especially if you get with an older defensive coordinator, the job of the defensive line is eat blocks. Yeah. You go let Devin Bush make the tackle. We're good with Chase Winovich and Rashawn Gary being on the inside of that defensive line, eating up some blocks, make some plays if you can, But you make sure Devin Bush doesn't get touched and he's going to come clean up. I don't know if that was Michigan's strategy. I really haven't looked at their defense that much. But that could be a reason why we didn't see as much production from Rashawn Gary.
1: I just think coaching staffs in the NFL, understandably, will always be arrogant enough to feel they can reach a guy's ceiling. That'll always be it. They see what a guy can do on his best play and they they say, I can get him to do that almost every time. And the truth is... If you cut out top five plays or reps from all the pass rushers in this class and that's all you showed someone that's never watched football in their life before, they probably would have for Sean Gary as the number one or number two edge rusher. That's how I look at it. And I think so, it
0: can go a couple ways. Like, Devin Clowney was a traits guy. He wasn't a production guy. Yeah, he had some sure. big plays, but he didn't have a lot of You know of who production. else was a traits guy? Greg Robinson at Tackle. <laughs> And he's worse yeah, the he ever. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, mean, he's I know. He actually had a decent little rebound, but like he was horrible for the Rams. And he was like, yeah. People were calling him a Hall of Famer because he was just so athletic. Or work ethic. Yeah. So, all right. Second overall pick in the draft. Yeah. Terps, 243. He's got a two parter. If one of the Devons falls down the board, could you see the Ravens trading up for one of them? So either Devin Bush or Devin White. Also, who is the best pair of first rounders who came from the same school in the same year? Example. Quentin Nelson and Mike McGlinchey, best Gosh. pair. Of I'm sure someone so, might. Yeah, now my brain's just racking that one up. We're Ed Reed Oh Ray no, Nelson I got my answer. Draft? I have my answer. Okay, <laughs> LeVar Arrington and Courtney Brown oh, went God, two, three so in the draft. Yeah, right. Like Rodney, like, Ronnie Brown went two. Cadillac Williams went five. Yeah, running back. I mean, didn't have like a lot of good NFL yeah. success, but the fact that they went two, three like that, or have two running backs go that high in the draft, that was pretty impressive. That's just cra- I'd have to really think about that. I'm better with draft history than I am the current draft. <laughs> that's, I mean, we had is, <laughs> yeah.
1: is it Alabama somewhere?
0: Yeah, I mean, probably. So, or like a quarterback and receiver tandem somewhere along the line. Yeah. I mean, we're getting stuck on the like that they played together instead of just from the same school. Texas oh, had yeah, Mike yeah. Williams and Quentin Jammer go back to back in 2002. That was pretty cool.
1: No, yeah. he said in the same year. Same school, same year. So, yeah. No,
0: I so, mean, they went back-to-back in the same draft. It's like 1-4, 1-5. Yeah. Mike Williams sucks. It's going to be
1: interesting this year with Fanton-Hawkinson.
0: It really is. Yeah.
1: Not, not that they could be the answer to that question, but just they're so different, but they're both from the same school and same position, and I'm fascinated to see that one. I, I'm going to be um, thinking about this
0: for days, though. I uh, to too. the no. first part of your question, I cannot see the Ravens trading up. That is really just not... I mean, I know they traded up to 32 last year. I, I don't think they would trade up. Uh, I just really don't. No, I think they want to see what options are there at maybe receiver or interior lineman. Yep. Uh, I think it could start with them, even. They might have their choice of having the best center or the best receiver to choose from. In it. So I think they're good at 22.
1: I would be really surprised to see them move up. I, yeah. I, I mean, like you guys just said, I don't, that one would surprise me. I think I would like it honestly i would like to see them go they just lost cj mosley i would like to see them go get one of those guys if if it was a couple of jumps in a low cost i
0: just i'm not expecting it i'm still thinking about that question matt leonard reggie <laughs> bush we're both in the same draft mm. uh about <laughs> michael huff and aaron ross <laughs> yeah
2: that <laughs> That's that kind of an I inside think. joke. Okay.
0: <laughs> Joe Tuccio, most outrageous move we could see in the top seven to ten picks during draft night. I, I got asked this question today on radio, and and it's rare that I ask a question on radio and I'm caught off guard. But the way I answered it, and you guys can hop in on this if you want, is that we cover the draft so exhaustively that nothing would really surprise us. And I said, like last yes. year, Rashad Penny was a surprise. Terrell Edmonds was a surprise. I can't predict surprises because Mm -hmm. then it's not a surprise anymore. And I know that's like a very meta answer, but I was like, I I don't know what you, I don't know what you want me to say, dude. Like DK Metcalf going top 10 would be a bad pick, but it wouldn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, Josh Jacobs going top 10. Like I wouldn't do it, but I would actually, but you know, like, There's just not a lot of surprises. Uh, And there's so much draft coverage now. Mm -hmm. Back when it was just ESPN, it was easier to be surprised by things because we weren't inside the process. Now it's, I can't imagine a scenario. You know, I can't see someone having a a Terrell Edmonds, like, jump up the board. Somebody sent us a DM, I think, of a mock draft from a very credible, uh, well, I don't know about credible, popular site. And they had Andre Dillard going number one overall. Uh, maybe it was just my DM. Uh, they had the Cardinals taking Andre Dillard number one overall. I know. This is a major market, like a three letter <laughs> market. I'll I know you what you're head. talking about. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, I don't even. I'm not. I'm going to just not process that. <laughs> like I said, no. this time of year, my brain yeah. only has capacity no. for certain things. And yeah. that is definitely. And
0: I'm, one. this wasn't like you. Know, <laughs> A while that was within the week. Yeah, I added it. To was our it notes like so a? It. Was it a? I can't even think of a word to describe. No, they that's said not that happened that uh, they weren't going to trade Rosen. They were just going to get somebody to protect him. So to do that, you get the best tackle in the draft. That's Andre Dillard. take Even if it's like what I would do mock draft, that's a bad idea. <laughs> it's a bad idea no matter like what the situation is. <laughs> it's like is. the tired,
1: wired, inspired meme, where it's like tired, number one overall is Kyler Murray uh wired is Jonah Williams and then inspired is Andre Dillard. And you're just like,
0: how? What? Yeah.
1: Like it's so woke. Yeah. So that's oh out there. God.
0: Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to so that do would the be rest it. of the show. Uh-huh. That would be I think it, here's one. Uh, one that could maybe small percent happen be Quentin Williams goes first. Yeah, or even Bosa going first. If they took one of those guys first overall, I think it would. I mean, it would send the whole draft into a spiral. We would have to scatter for like what? They the better hell's gonna not go because Lefko's going to look at me and go, Miller, what happened? You've been telling me for three months it was going to be <laughs> yeah. Kyler Murray. And I'm going to have to go, Lefko, I don't fucking know. They've been telling me for three months it's going to be Kyler Murray. Um, oh, man. yeah. I'm, like, let I me, mean, we let have me to call Cliff and ask. I don't know. Like- <laughs> we've spent
1: every Sunday for months laying out all of the scenarios of round one yeah, and sometimes <laughs> round two where we
0: should not be surprised. No, the teams are be. stupid. So it could happen. Yeah. Jeff yeah, Jackson special. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Jeff Jackson wants to know who are our top character guys, regardless of skill, just guys you want in your locker room. So we actually did this, Jeff. We did our red star players a couple weeks ago. Um, as far as character guys, Mean. I'll start it off because I know mine. it's Foster Moreau and that it's not even like a running joke anymore to wear number 18 at LSU is something very special. Uh, he walked us through that process like they vote on it. if you've worn the number before you get a say in who wears it you get a say in who uh, who the candidates are even and they vote uh, it's a very prestigious o- almost award honor to be able to wear 18 and he did it and then he comes on the interview. Very good, high-character guy. Going to work his ass off on the field. So for me, it's Foster Moreau. I like that one.
1: Man, Top. I mean, the guy I just talked to 10 minutes ago, Karan Higdon, holy shit. I mean, he's a father of a four-year-old, and he was open and honest. Like, he, he grew up... He sounds like a pro. Yeah. I would be literally floored if he does not play in the NFL for more than five years.
0: They They so. did, like, the all-or-nothing... Yeah. series on Amazon. Oh, yes. I think he was super impressive to me. You're right. Like just the maturity of this is a job for me. I need to prepare for it. This is not just me going out, having fun, playing football. I want to make this my career. It's a future for me. I'm going to prepare for that right now. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. take, I'm going to take Christian Wilkins guys. Uh, so I think someone That's who's been one. forgotten about a little bit in this class because of the town around him, but you can't talk to anyone at Clemson without like you talk to coaches. Hey, who's the best player, like person, who's the best person you have as a player. Christian Wilkins, hands down. And that's a good, that's a good team with high character guys. Dexter Lawrence, I, I know he got popped for the the PDs. Like this dude's a high character player. Cleveland Farrell, Hunter Renfro, like they love these guys. They have a good, good team. And Christian Wilkins is the he's the motor that makes it go. Wearing forty two is a big deal at Clemson. And, and he got to do that. So um uh, Christian Wilkins is is mine. I he doesn't really fit any of our favorite teams, all five of them, but man, he's he's someone like you want that guy on your mm-hmm. team. Last question from our buddy, Richard Royal. What position would you line up Thor, Hulk, Captain America, and the other heroes in the NFL? Thor plays uh, left tackle for me.
2: No, Thor's outside backer. <laughs> yeah, he's just an edge. Swing that hammer Hulk's around. Hulk's
0: three tech. Captain is your quarterback.
1: Yeah, Hulk's at, Hulk's interior line. Okay, so yep, run Captain your America's back got the quarterback for look. Thor's playing yep.
0: edge. Uh-huh. Hulk's playing three tech. And Captain America's playing quarterback. All right, Connor, you're up next. I gotta think about mine. Uh, I actually put Thor
1: at strong safety and play him like Jamal Adams role. Hulk, shade nose. Captain America, I mean, he's gotta he's gotta play quarterback, I think. It's not okay. there's not really another answer for that. I
0: I somewhat agree. I'm gonna stick with Thor as an edge rusher. I'm gonna pair him with Hulk, you're right, in like a three tech. I'm going Captain America. He's going to lead my defense, and I'm going to put his a ass a strong safety. Yeah, like I don't know if he can throw or not. Like we'll figure that out later. You would think that like Hawkeye would be a quarterback. Right? Yeah, right. He's well, it says aim. like what other heroes like Hawkeye at quarterback. Iron Man, Superman, Superman would be my quarterback. Never mind. Batman would be like my running back. Flash would be my running back. He'd be my receiver, deep threat. Oh yeah. Black Panther at running back. Yeah, I'm dominating this game. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't watch enough movies. I guess. Jeez. I know somebody yeah, like I'm, called I'm it really out. I'm really bad at this. And then they thought that we were like Avengers fans, and I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not anti Avengers. Yeah. I just I, there's so many movies I cannot keep up with all of them. Yeah, I can't keep up no. with anything right now. I go to the movies like once or twice a year. Yeah, yeah that's what I've been doing too lately. Like I just cannot find time. I would to do love it. to. Yeah,
1: I'd love to go more. The last movie I saw in theaters was Creed Two. That was in like November or October. I watched that on we a were on plane. the tailgate tour yeah.
0: still. <laughs>
1: yeah. That doesn't count though. Yeah. <laughs> I watch a ton of movies on the plane. It's yeah. getting to the movies.
0: We went and watched us in the theater and it was good. I went on a field trip and I saw uh, How to Train Your Dragon. That's, oh, that's good. <laughs> that was the last movie I saw in theaters, but I got free popcorn. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a win win for me. It's awesome. I took mom and pop to see Vice. That was pretty good. Yeah, I was there for that one. Isn't there like a, a problem right now for some
1: people that Endgame comes out? The night of the, the draft. The night of the draft. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, you talk to somebody and they're like, "Yeah, I have tickets that night." I Dawson Knox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like oh, yeah. Going to He's do like, that. <laughs> "Yeah, that's like, amazing."
1: Uh, He's like, "Yeah, I'm watching the draft and going to see
0: Endgame." I don't <laughs> want to be like, "Listen, bro, you're not going to get drafted yeah, Thursday just go night." Anyway, really. go ahead. You'll be fine. <laughs> get that 7:30 ticket. You're that all right. would be the surprise of the draft. <laughs> Dawson Knox, 32. And then I'll have to text him and He's apologize.
1: Like, He's like, "Oh, there's only one pick left. I'm going to leave my house and go watch Endgame." And then his name's called. Yeah. And he turns his phone off in the movie theater and he doesn't know he's drafted no one can find dawson knox to draft him i i hope it wow. happens I want I hope to see it.
0: i'm now rooting for that to happen
1: we would know where he is that's a good thing yeah people are like the patriots want to draft dawson knox but he won't answer the phone yeah
0: and all the stickies will be like he's, he's in the, the movie. movies like, yeah, come on leave him alone it's yeah. three hours long right man i i know i said before i'm gonna have to go to like an alamo draft house to watch that one like, I want to be in a recliner God, yeah. with, like, a waiter bringing me food. Uh-huh. Although, man, yeah. So, there it is. That's our show. Next one we do will be the last mock draft Monday of the 2019 season, boys. Bittersweet, I know, but we're there. So, finally. I mean, I can't wait to drop that 2020 mock draft. 2020. 2020. I know. I'm ready, man. I'm <laughs> right ready. after. I'm ready. I'll probably be talking about it yeah. on Saturday. We're n- <laughs> we're not doing mock draft Monday the
1: weekend after the draft. I, I actually already
0: have it on the schedule, guys. So. <laughs> yeah. Schedules neat. I don't even.
1: <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even that opposed to it, but I know we have to recap the draft.
0: Yeah, we do. We'll recap. We're, we're gonna take one Monday off, and then we'll get back in with we'll mock draft Monday. And we're so, back. then we're back just like Texas. Uh, we will be back. Thanks to Cron Higdon oh, for for hanging out with Connor in the studios. We love it when we get guests who are close to our height instead of guys like Tyreek. Dude, Jackson. it was
1: amazing. I just want to say that because he, he's five nine. So he's the first prospect I've <laughs> ever interviewed that I was taller than by about three quarters of an inch. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yes. But he's so jacked. I would never tell say that to him.
0: So yeah, jacked. Hey, right. Because you're pretty small, so I would be careful there. All right. So that, that is our show. We'll talk to you guys Monday morning. Don't forget about the stick to football event in Bleacher Report offices Tuesday night. Check our Twitter to sign up for that free event. First come, first serve, I believe. Open bar. We're gonna have fun. See you there.